Down From Work podcast. My name is Dave Swillam. Let's get ready to hustle. Hey, welcome to episode three of the Waking Up From Work podcast, where we focus on getting to work, making work our passion. So for those of you who are just tuning in now, I don't know why you come in at episode three, but if it happens, listen, things happen. Um, If it happens, I really encourage you to go back, check out the other episodes, Um, listen to, you know, I give my story on why I'm here, what I'm up to with crawl space audio and the other things I'm up to, to explain kind of my point of view on things. And I also explain like a very, you know, at least a more detailed background on what the waking up from work podcast is about what we're trying to do with it. But for those of you that don't know, uh, Waking Up From Work podcast is a New Hampshire-based podcast interviewing and discussing uh, entrepreneurs, small business, music and uh, arts industry, and just all around making a career what you want it to be, not what you think it has to be. So episodes typically range between 30 to 45 minutes, and we put them out about bi-weekly for now. Um, that could change depending on where we go with it. But for the most part, we've chose to do it that way so that our guests and also the people, um, you know, me, Ryan, everyone that's involved with this can strongly pursue their passion, their jobs, their business without getting too cluttered up with production and, um, finding times to meet up and all these other things that are involved. So we'll see what happens, but for now, bi-weekly. It consists mostly of, you know, regular conversation, deep dives into the process behind successful people, real thoughts on finance, mental presence, uh, relationships, comfort, fear, and all the factors and actions that go into taking the leap and taking it seriously. We interview different guests and have discussions and debates on topics that are involved with the process and every aspect of the process in different industries. Last week, we introduced my co-host, Ryan, and talked about his background and what went into him initially making the decision to pursue um, the actions we started taking um, and make them happen. So when I made the decision, I realized that my daily routine changed immediately, and I wanted to go over some of those things that happen when you just change your mindset entirely. It, it, it happened within 13 hours for me where I just thought differently how I was going to use my time, what I was doing with my life and everything like that. So on this episode, I want to have our first interview ever on the podcast. And it's going to be with a good friend of mine. His name is Jesse Harless. I used to do sales with him. He um, He's someone who has such a strong presence that when he comes into the room, there's just an energy that's there. You don't even know um, why, but he um, he's just got this drive that I don't think I've ever seen in anyone else that I've met. And for me, it's really inspiring. And um, that's kind of why I'm recording this portion before he comes. So he doesn't blush um, off camera here, but uh, he's someone that I definitely 
check into when I'm going through my process here because I admire the way that he conducts himself and his business. So he is the founder of Entrepreneurs in Recovery. It's his uh, business. He launched that business about within a year, and I'm sure he'll tell you more about it. But um, I've been asking him questions throughout the process, and I said, why do why don't I just throw this on a podcast? And because uh, it fits just so perfectly. So, um, you know, without further ado, I'm going to have Jesse run through his background so that you guys can meet him and, and know what he's doing. So welcome, Jesse. Thank you. Thank you, Dave and Ryan. It's an, it's an honor to be here and just, yeah, I'm honored. So thank you for having me. You're the first interview. You're the first interview that's happened on the show. The rest of it has just been our banter. So you're an important guy. You're kicking us wow. off here. Yeah, I'm, I'm just completely honored and, and blown away you'd have me on and just hoping I can add some value to your listeners. Cool, sure. man. Do you want, because I think I might have been incorrect or not run through anything on you, why don't you just tell the listeners what who's Jesse Harless and what is Entrepreneurs in Recovery? What's the story here? Sure. Yeah. So I'll just, I'll kind of take it back to when I was, um, before this all kind of began, uh, at, at 22. See, I'm, I'm someone in long-term recovery. Um, I, I, at 22 years old, I got, I got, uh, I found recovery and that was a real pivotal moment for me. Um, finding recovery after running for three, four years on self-will and just, you know, using uh, hard drugs at 22, my life changed dramatically. I was arrested and at a post office and I was facing federal felonies. And when that happened, you know, I had to make a decision. Was I going to continue down that path or was I going to literally change everything? And so at that point I, I decided like I had to go all in. And so what that meant to me was I needed to change everything. And so that's what I did. And I started to develop these habits and these habits um, I still do today. And, uh, and today I'm sure we're going to get into some of those habits, cool. but yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so that's what happened is, is at 22, I really had to turn it on or not turn it on. And I decided to turn it on and, you know, over this course of, you know, it's been 12 years now, um, you know, it, it got me, it, it, it's kind of shaped me into the person I am today by doing these habits and learning new habits from different mentors and different people, you know, to then today to be able to be um, on my own and to be a business owner. Um, it's, it's, it's a culmination of doing things consistently. You know, um, there's this, um, yeah, so I'll let you, I'll let you go. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I mean, Definitely like last episode, we talked about like daily routine of fighting comfort or just like, what do you do daily essentially if you're not where you want to be at to actually make some type of change going to where you want to be at? But I even remember me and you, like I talked to you on the phone to say, you know, what is it like to make the jump from regular life to irregular life to some and, uh, it's kind of the same type of deal where you're talking about that time way back where it's, it's sink or swim. So mm -hmm. definitely like a lot of your background seems like has created a lot of habits that directly correlate with what you want to be doing right now, whether it, of course you went through some things to get there, but it's 
seems like you landed where you want to be at. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ultimately, you know, it's it really comes down to who you surround yourself with too. So along this journey, you know, I had to find people who were doing the things that uh, I wanted to do. So one of the one of the things was I found someone. Uh, that was actually in recovery, who had the same tenacity and drive that I did to continue to not only do the next right thing, but to try to reach our full potential. Even if we didn't know exactly what that meant, we're like, we just know there's more to this life. And we want to find out what that more is. So we started to set goals. And this happened over a decade ago. We started setting goals. And we would review these goals once a year and we would hold each other accountable to the goals. And then as time went on, we're like, maybe we should probably look at these goals more than once a year. Yeah. And then we started to look at them you know, <laughs> once a quarter. And then it became, uh, now today, it's looking at these goals every day. Cool. Yeah. So definitely, you know, you set daily goals. And I think we've talked where you set, what, 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 what brackets of goals do you kind of set? And what does like a reevaluation look like? Does it like something internally or like also working with other people to say, like, for instance, me with this podcast, I'm talking to the listeners saying, I'm going to do this thing next week. Well, I better do that thing. Cause I've got a bunch of people saying, how did it go? Right. You know, mm-hmm. like we have an accountability factor. Yeah. You know? Just what we were kind of talking about before we were kind of going on air and like a little bit of my situation where it's just like, yeah, man, you say you're going to do this at this time. It's like, show up or shut up basically you know especially now that we're on the podcast it's like yeah all these people are listening what? uh what are you just gonna say that you're gonna do it and they're like oh yeah how'd that go everything um, is a decision it is and it and it seems like it's a small decision you said like a lot of small decisions can be a big decision Absolutely. but like if i decide to watch this hour of netflix when i get home mm-hmm maybe that hour makes it so that now all of a sudden, like, I just, I'm like, eh, I'm just, you know, I'm just hanging out on the couch now. I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I really don't want to go mix or I don't want to go work on a website or go answer emails or something like that. So what could be a really small decision, mm-hmm. if you make a lot of small decisions incorrectly, will ultimately put you in a bad spot. Whereas if you make a lot of small decisions in a great way, then it can mm-hmm. put you in a really big spot. So yeah. like, what, what would be some routines, Jesse, that maybe some listeners, um, if they don't have like this structure, what are, what are some of those looking like for you? Yeah. How do you keep def- yourself on track? Yeah, definitely. And the accountability is huge. Uh, you know, like you setting this podcast and now you have to create a podcast every single week. That's huge. That's social accountability. And that's I did do huge. bi-weekly, so I'm a okay, little bit bi-weekly. of a slacker. So. so you need to step <laughs> your game up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so something that may help the listeners is having a strong morning routine. You know, starting your day right. Uh, the second you know, that you get up. You yeah, the set second the tone. you get up. Yeah, it sets the tone for your entire day. And, you know, there's... There's great books. You know, we were talking about earlier, The Miracle Morning is a great place to start. Yeah. Uh, it's six simple habits in the morning. And so having a routine where, you know, you know, move that alarm clock away so that, you know, when you wake up, you're not hitting the snooze button, put it across the room. It's simple things like that that can make a difference. And for me, what, one of the things I started to do was I'd wake up, I'd immediately go into the bathroom, I'd turn on the cold water and I would splash cold water on my face right away, first thing I do, then I'd brush my teeth. 
And then um, that would actually trigger my next action. So like just by doing that, my brain said, oh, okay, so I know what's next. And next for me is meditation. That'd be the very next thing I did. And, you know, from, from meditation, it would go into, well, it's evolved quite a bit, but, you know, just taking small actions immediately upon waking will trigger extra, it will trigger the next habit that you do. And then you can stack those habits. So like doing meditation and then doing reading and yep. then doing, let's say, uh, affirmations or whatever that you do in the morning, but having something that triggers that event and you just always do it and giving yourself at least 30 minutes to do that. So wake up 30 minutes earlier and do it. Not walking out with the bagel in my hand, like spilling my (laughs) coffee. And I'm like, Oh, I've got five minutes to get to work. So the rolling out of bed syndrome. Yeah. It's just not, it's definitely not good for your, for your head and for your schedule. And and I mean, you know, God forbid everything is one step after Uh for the rest of the entire day. You feel like you're a half a step behind almost. And then that's the thing, especially when we were talking about the, you know, the micro steps almost where, you know, it's one bad decision leads you this way or one good decision leads you this way. And then, you know, it's like a game of inches almost where, you know, you stack up six, seven, eight, nine, 27, 84, 155, like good actions. Like that's, that's value over a long period of time. Like you're, you're that much farther ahead of like somebody else who without really doing stuff it, like that. It's really not even like additional work to, no, it's that's really why not. I think it's really effective is because it's, it's not like a time so much like, thing. Okay, I'm going to do this five hour routine after work. It's like, that's not realistic with always being able to accommodate that with all of the different things that face us. But it's more so, you know, what we're talking about, just having that structure in place just Mm -hmm. to hold yourself into a, a trend, a positive trend, basically. Um, Like going back to like, you're walking out with a bagel thing, you know, you're rushing, you're kind of under the gun, like you're, you're hectic and, you know, God forbid, like one thing happens, like, you know, you're acting like that. Um, you know, say that there's some construction on the highway or on your way to work. Like now you're late for work and you haven't eaten yet and your mind's not right. And you show up to work or whatever you're doing and you're hectic. And then that affects your performance. And then that makes you look like kind of an asshole to your coworkers. And then people aren't really willing to work with you anymore. And then your job performance kind of goes down and people don't really see, the connections between those kind of things and how like very simple decisions that like you take for granted almost can change the whole course of how your day works out. If you know how to have a little bit of foresight, um, at least in my, you know, that's what I've kind of witnessed and had for myself too. Yeah. So there's a great quote by Hal Alradi says, how you start your day determines how you create your life because your day is your life. Hmm. Cool. Yeah. Definitely uh, for you listeners out there that haven't checked out any of the Miracle Morning stuff, um, it is a really good game changer. Yeah. If you're if you're not so sure what you need to do with your business or you know the idea that you have that you really want to put in motion, that's a really great place to start because it's not even so much like, well, what am I going to do with the marketing demographics or the product or what lease am I going to get for this building or all these other things that really take these different researches and things like that. Um, that's just changing the way that you're acting to be in a way that 
is aligning with your goals. And like keeping aligned with your goals, um, a question I wanted to ask you was how can on like a broad scale, because I feel like anybody can benefit from stuff like this and habits like this. Like what are, in your opinion, some of the like most basic things that you can do besides like morning routine things like throughout the day that will have a positive impact on, you know, if you know, you're an entrepreneur, if you're just trying to improve your social life, if you're trying to have a better relationship with your significant other or, you know, whatever category that you would want to put in, what do you think are some like really impactful things that you can start doing on a daily basis? I know you mentioned before, like affirmations are very important, which I completely agree with you, but, um, yeah, I wanted to see what your opinion was on that. Yeah. So having, you know, one of the things I do in the morning too, just to go back is cold showers. So if you want to shock the system, take a cold shower, then jump into your car and then you can deal with the traffic because it's not going to phase you because mm-hmm. you just got yourself in comfort. a peak state. Yeah, you Fighting comfort, your comfort every zone. day is something I like yeah. to say, but I think that that's the exact same principle. It's like, yeah, what is absolutely. this traffic in comparison to the, the brutal ready. shock I just Mom, put my exactly. body through? Like, ready to go. Or, or like, my boss first thing yelling at me, it's like, this is a piece of cake. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> So some of the things, you know, what I like to do when I'm driving in the car, whether it's when I was working or now as an entrepreneur is I actually put affirmations in my car. So I'll actually read affirmations as I'm driving. And what I'm saying is uh, when I have index cards that have affirmations on them for different categories of my life. So when I'm driving, instead of listening to the radio or music, I'll read off my affirmations first. And then after I do that, then I might throw on like an audio book, you know, listen to some, uh, someone that inspires, but having those affirmations is something new I've been trying, but even on the way here, you know, having affirmations to read put me additionally into a peak state. Cause for me, it's about energy management it's all about energy. If my energy is right, I can handle anything. And mm-hmm. that's really what it comes down to. And there's several factors. Even nutrition plays a big role oh, in the energy. Sure. sure. So it's energy management. If you want as an entrepreneur or even just as an employee, you know, having the right energy for each situation. And again, it's, it comes down to several factors, one being nutrition. And as a disclaimer for the listeners, do you read these affirmations while driving? So (laughs) when I'm driving, I have affirmation cards that I'll, as I'm driving, I'll look and see them. And my my brain is conditioned now where I have them memorized. Okay. And so once I see it, it, it's like a trigger. And Mm. then I just start saying the affirmation. I don't have to read it. It's like you're speaking. (laughs) It's safer than texting and driving. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's like you're speaking your future and your identity that you want for yourself into reality. Exactly. Because like kind of what Dave and I were talking about, um, one of the other, um, weeks on the podcast was, um, having ideas inside of your head and having kind of this stuff that's like very wishy-washy, like kind of bouncing around in your mind. It's almost like it's untamed and unformed and it's not real yet because it hasn't exited your own space. But as soon as you, say it and as soon as you put like real like it's tangible you heard it you spoke it like it echoed in your car you felt it in some way you're just like oh man like that's real now like that's in the universe and then it becomes something that's attainable 
Yeah, it's like reprogramming your subconscious mind. You mm-hmm. know, you read it enough. It's and it's not like I'm saying things that are absurd that no. are untruthful. I'm saying things that I believe, and you know, you're saying these things, you know, that are in alignment with who you are, and that becomes reality eventually. Do so, you have some examples of any affirmations for you that you'd like to share at all for people that don't aren't doing them on a daily basis? I know yeah. that they're personal to no, each person, no. but it's it's fine. I'm just I just gotta try to think because I see uh, I see some of the affirmations and it triggers me reading off the affirmations. So okay, one that that comes immediately, and this is and by the way, a lot of my affirmations they don't come from me; they come from mentors that right. have said them, and I just take them for myself. Um, so. One of the ones I like to say is, uh, I'm a force for good and I'm a force for God and I'm impacting many people. And it might sound simple, but just that alone, again, that puts me into a peak state. And uh, I'm I like, to I like that last part a lot with the influencing people. And I think it's something that people in general take, take for, for granted. granted. Where they, oh, you know, my actions don't matter. You know, I'm just one person in this, you know, billion people world and this and that. And, you know, we were talking about before when I was kind of recommending um, that psychologist Jordan Peterson is he, he says something It's just, you may not be actively making the world better with what you do, but you can certainly actively make the world worse. Like, and so it's like making good choices for yourself and bettering yourself as an individual. You are bettering people around you. And he uses, you know, how many people do you know, like in your life, you know, even if you only know a hundred people, well, then you kind of influence those people with the things that you do. And those hundred people know, you know what, maybe like a thousand, two thousand, you know, and those people yep. know like a thousand. So you're already almost up to a million people just by, you know, daily interactions and this and that. And you know, say you have a higher platform or you have just a little bit more impactful, like you do actively make things better or worse, whether you think it or not with and going back to what we said with like, you know, the micro decisions that you make or the small um, things here and there. Yeah. If you want to impact the people around you, then strive to reach your full potential. Mm, that's the best way to influence people around you because mm. that's infectious mm-hmm. and people see that and then they believe, well, you know what? If he can do it, I can do it. Yep. One of my and, affirmations that I um, say to myself, and I don't have very many of them, but this is one that I've always strived to is, I'm a pillar. I'm a pillar of light. And if I can overflow, then I can help others. Like if I make the best of myself, then I will overflow onto others. And like, that's just something at least that I strive for. Like if you can be the best possible version of yourself, like each and every day, it's a changing thing, but you overflow, you just exhume whatever it is that makes you, you. And if that's a good thing, then that's what other people are kind of basking in, so to speak. And if it's negative, then that's what you're, that's what you're showing the world to. And I think like, aside from just giving that to yourself as a way to just keep your mind where it needs to be at. It's also just a way to validate, like if you live in rural New Hampshire, it doesn't mean that you can't be just as successful as someone that's living right in LA. Yeah. The same way that if you are poor, it doesn't mean that you can't be successful or get the materials that you need. If you are and all these different things that we come up with for 
why it's not possible yep. when you're talking about small actions or daily routines or just this effect that you have on people, anything that's like a ripple type of effect that all of us are capable of doing. It's like that is cliche as any of this stuff sounds when you're listening to it. When you see those things take effect, then you really do realize like all of the stuff can absolutely be achieved. There's, there is nothing in your way except for yourself, which I know once again, like the things that you hear over and over again, like the classic quotes, but they come from a real place where and it's you really, really can, yeah. you really are capable of doing. And it's really only until you start reaping the benefits of not believing, I mean, of playing into those things and not believing the, you know, I'm just some guy from New Hampshire who's not going to be able to like, you know, I'm, I want to be a, a voice actor. Like eventually if I'm going to make that a thing, I'm going to have to move to Chicago or to Atlanta or to LA or something like that. And it's just like, if I talk myself into being this, I'm um, just this guy from New Hampshire it's like, yeah, you're right. You are just some guy from New Hampshire if that's what you're going to define yourself as. Yeah. Um, yeah. I also think too, so having categories for your affirmations. So for one, a big category which stops most people is fear. Mm. So I have affirmations just to tackle fear. And one that I just thought of was I'm confidently and comfortably confronting my life's fears and moving forward on my life's journey. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's powerful. And I think fear is obviously one of the biggest opponents that we have. Certainly right? is. Yeah. And but fear can also be a good thing because fear tells us where we should be heading. You know, cuz there's good fear, right? If a bear's chasing you, that's good fear. <laughs> but if there's this fear of making a video to put on social media and you're not doing it. Well, that's, that's a fear of worry. So that's an illusion. So that means you need to make that video and put it on there. There's something important there that, that. your mind is subconsciously grappling with and is telling you to you know, go away from this. This is going to damage our, our, how we view reality or how we view ourselves. And, you know, it's you not, know it, it, it takes like a, it takes a, you know, it takes discipline and it takes like some bravery to throw yourself to the pit, so to speak, to like toss yourself into the darkness and find your way around there. It's like, it's almost ingrained into us to not do that, especially nowadays where everything has a quick fix or, um, you know, leisure time is like the most important thing. And like, it seems that hard work and real ethic in a lot of those regards are not as highly valued anymore. Yeah. Well, it's like, it's like becoming an entrepreneur, right? That's mm. the ultimate fear. You know, Mike's, my head told me, you can't be an entrepreneur. No one in your family is an entrepreneur. You're going to fail. You don't have anyone to support you out here in New Hampshire. The entrepreneurs you know are in Austin or California. So I had to overcome those fears. And how I did it was I started to just face the fears head on because I think it's Will Smith. He says, everything you want is on the other side of fear. Mm -hmm. Yep. So that's what I had to start doing is to start to look and say, okay, how, what's the first step in, in starting a business? You know, there's plenty of books. Um, and so what I started to do is just, I started seeking out people who had businesses like the one I wanted to create, even though there wasn't an exact framework for the, what I wanted to create, there is people who are authentic and heart centered. And I said, I'm going to get around these entrepreneurs that are like that. Yep. And I started to learn from them and that was the start. 
And uh, yeah, so we can go into that if you want or. Yeah. I mean, like, I guess real quick, I really like the story of how you launched into being an entrepreneur. Like we had that phone call and I just want to say, Jesse, like, listen, I'm working towards launching a business. Um, You know, here's my timeline and everything that, that there is, but like, ultimately, what is that leap look like? Because that's probably my biggest fear of going from such a structured life to going into what will also become a structured life. But that initial change up um, is certainly one of my bigger fears. It's, it's definitely just a different mentality. It's just against the grain from what we're taught day by day. So yeah, you said it's all about a decision. So I had to make a decision that I was going to do it. And then the next thing was, when was I going to do it? And so what I did March of 2017 is I wrote on a card that has um, has a goal. You can write your biggest goal on this card. I'm trying to look for it. I, I did have it with me. But um, <laughs> on this card, it said, what's your biggest goal and for the year? And the first thing I wrote was write write a book. And then I crossed it off. And then I wrote, write two books, cross that off. Not big enough. Yep. Then I wrote, leave my nine to five job, be my own boss, August mm. 30th, 2017. So I put a date. <laughs> I put a date on it as well. Yep. And this was in March. And so what happened, I didn't know what, I didn't know what my business was going to be. I didn't have a business. I didn't even have an idea of what it would be. I just wrote that. And then a few months later, I came out of a meditation and all of a sudden this name, Entrepreneurs in Recovery, came to me. And I said, that's interesting. I started to Google search, like, does this already exist? It didn't. And then what I started to do was pitch the idea to people and they started to say, wow, I really like that. That's a really good idea. So I was getting confirmation about it from entrepreneurs and different people. And then from there, it's like the universe had my back all these opportunities started to come in to be like, oh, okay, uh, maybe I should uh, sell my house, take that money, and then launch this business, do whatever it takes to make it happen. Because I had just got the job of my dreams, I thought. And, you know, I was so grateful for it. But once I was in that job, I realized like, man, I'm, I'm using a lot of energy to build someone else's dream when I could be using this energy to build my own dream. Mm, dang, that just hit me hard. <laughs> for real. Yeah. I mean, it's very true. And then just to follow up on August 25th, 2017, I left my job and I started that business. So five days before the goal that I had set in March with no business plan, ended up happening and I went for it. So I love it. I don't know. I definitely, that story, um, I don't know. It just, it just feels good to hear and, and realize that you can, you can just make that step and you've that landed, you've landed just fine. Yeah. When you have a, a big enough, why the how you, the how will just come to you. You know, it's like I had a big enough why I wanted to impact people in recovery to help them reach their full potential. I knew that I didn't know what it would look like. And the how figured itself out, you know, just by following that. And so, you know, that's what I would start to think about is who do you want to serve? What population do you want to serve? Get clear on that. And then once you make that decision, 
then write down, okay, um, or I would say reach out to people who are already doing what you're doing and then start to talk to them and let them become your mentor, but make sure you add value to these people constantly. You know, it's about adding value. And then, and then in time, like you'll be taking actions that are in alignment. Even if you're at your job, you'll be taking steps to create that business. And um, yeah, you're just gonna set that date. I like it. Set the date. Um, I definitely am committing after this in terms of holding myself accountable. I'm going to actually keep my miracle mornings real because I think that they're there right now, but they're sloppy. Yeah. So I think by next um, episode, I'm going to report back to you guys and just let you know if I've taken miracle morning seriously or not. I'm going to do it straight for 30 days. Um, actually waking up and getting and getting these things done with the amount of time that I need. And, uh, you guys can be the, uh, the accountability to that for sure. Yeah. I know that's, yeah, I know I need that. I need that. Um, so I want to ask a couple questions for you before we wrap it up here. Um, I guess before I do that, do you want to just do you want to tell them at all, like anything more about your business? Just so like, how do, how do people find you? What is entrepreneurs in recovery? How do people f- follow up with kind of like where your company's at after they've heard this? And I'm sure we'll meet up later anyway, but yeah. So you can go to entrepreneurs I just put the site up actually today. And, I planned it um, that way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Good job, Dave. And you can learn more about it there. But what I'm doing right now is I'm offering, you know, life coaching. I'm actually facilitating at treatment centers locally, a process called appreciative inquiry. And I'm also doing some speaking, but the actual idea for entrepreneurs recovery is a movement to help people that are in recovery to elevate their lives and to help them to reach their full potential. Because once you get into recovery, and I've talked to countless people, everyone believes they have a purpose, every person. And when I ask them what it is, they're not sure what it is, and that's okay. So entrepreneurs in recovery would be kind of like the start or a roadmap for people to start to take action. And one of the big things that helped me was getting a life coach to really help me to to get clear and to hold me accountable to this business. And so, um, yeah, so entrepreneursrecovery.com, you can learn more and see what we're doing. And uh, Cool. Yeah. Thank you. All right. So a couple questions for you. And this one might be hard because I know that you were saying that you need to kind of limit the noise. But um, what is one book that you would really recommend for people that are trying to start a business or go after their dream job or just what's a book that would help them start on that process they read it and they're like apps heck yeah like i'm ready to go like what would you recommend well it's funny because i'm actually writing that book right now but um <laughs> that a book that i'm reading currently because that's it's in the forefront of my mind is willpower doesn't work by ben hardy that book is just loaded with nuggets on habits that you can start to take 
to start to transform to be the person you want to be. And to me, if you want to start a business, you need to be an example. You need to be the leader. So if you're taking care of yourself and you have all these habits in place, which is what Willpower Doesn't Work teaches you, you're, you're able to show up and lead and most importantly, lead yourself. Cool. I'll, uh, and uh, for you listeners out there, I will include that book and Jesse's website and other things that we talked about in the show notes so that you can find it easily. So don't worry about if you're driving, trying to throw that on uh, something, just read your affirmations, mm-hmm. right? Concentrate <laughs> um, on your routine. What? Okay. So this is um, without getting too, too personal to you, but what is the biggest mistake you've had throughout the process of opening up a business or the the biggest at least takeaway for you looking back and if you could do something different um what would you what would you say that would be for people to look out for the biggest mistake is is overwhelm is taking on too much stuff meaning taking too many courses and listening to too many voices you know it's really important that uh, I, th- that I got clear on what exactly I'm doing and who am I serving. And once I got clear on my mission statement and my purpose, I started to be like, why am I taking this course over here when it doesn't align with what I want to do here? So right. I started to eliminate and say no to things. And the shiny object syndrome is is just constant. There's always Mm -hmm. something popping up that's saying, oh, buy this and do this. So for me, it's overwhelm. You know, get clear what you really want and then find books, people that align with that purpose and that, that vision you have. And, and so, yeah, just be careful because I spent a lot of money on it's courses. It's easy to do. It's yeah. so easy mm-hmm. to do. Yeah. If you There's have a that lot like, of inquisitive mind, you just like, you need that information. And, uh, I know, I'm definitely the person that will be sticking around like after a concert or in some building or something when they're turning the lights off, still talking. And the people are like, dude, like, all right, relax. Like, let's go, let's let's go. Like, great. Good for you. You know, there's a, there's a lot of questions to be had, but but maybe not all of them need to be answered now, or maybe we just find the right questions for like what we're trying to have happen. Just getting your hands on any little piece of information that you can. I mean, it has its benefits. You can you can make yourself better, but you can also like bog yourself down and you know, a piece of information that could have been really key for you kind of gets lost in the shuffle a little bit because you've drowned it out in a sea of other stuff that has potential. Okay. So against that, the flip side, what is the best thing that you've ever done or the best thing that you've ever come up with for you? Best thing that you've ever done ever 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 done it can be for the business or just life or anything wow um the best thing that i've done is trust my heart trust my intuition that's really the best thing that i could do was to start to listen inwardly to my heart and not so much to what was going outside of me and what people were telling me to do, you know, is to really trust my heart. And that hasn't guided me wrong yet. So, you know, part of that is taking care of yourself and doing these morning habits and nutrition and exercise and different things so that, yeah, so that you can, you can get really clear to hear that voice that says, Hey, start entrepreneurs in recovery. 
you know, and then listening and taking action and then everything falls into place. So really listen to what your intuition's telling you. Cool. Yeah. There's, there's a lot to filter outside and there's a lot of good resources that you can sponge in, but there's also a lot of times, like, I think I referenced, like when you're at like a barbecue where like now the family from outside's coming in, you Mm -hmm. have all these people and it's like, Hey, what are you doing right now with life? Oh, I'm trying to start a business. And they're like, okay, awesome. So when that fails, what would you like to do? Like, did you want to do, um, For you know, this banking or can, yeah. What, what, what did you, what did you what, want to do after real, that? What's your real because, thing that you're going to do? And, and it's just like, whoa. Yeah. Be really careful who you share your dreams with. That's really important. Yep. You know, I didn't tell everyone I was starting this business cause they would have talked me right out of it. So be really selective with who you share your vision and your dreams with. Okay. Um, I guess my last question for you would just be, do you have any other advice? And I know that you have a lot of good content, so, but wrapping it up here, do you have any other advice that some of our listeners should take in for if they want to start a business, they want to pursue something in a real way, any, any takeaways other than what you've given us so far? I would say start asking yourself better questions. Mm. Okay, start asking yourself better questions because questions change the lens in which we see the world. So start asking yourself questions like, when was I at my best? When was I doing something that made me fully come alive? And pay attention to the answers because that will reveal where you were in a flow state where you lost track of time and you were doing what you love because that's going to guide you into what you probably should be doing for as a business. I like that. And it could, uh, it could also mean that you don't remember the last time that that was that way. And that's not a good thing. So maybe it's time to change it up. Right. Exactly. Cool. Well, we've reached our time here. I would like to thank you very much for coming out to hang out in the front of my house (laughs) by this kitchen table that I move weekly. Um, Together uh, rig. I love it. Yeah. This is, uh, this is the setup. We'll, this is where, this we'll is where it begins though. Yeah? yeah. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. It's been a, it's been an honor. The energy is great. So yeah. Thank you very much. Thanks for coming in and cool. sharing. So we'll keep up with Jesse and, uh, I think I even talked to him about possibly getting the, uh, the pool of, uh, I don't know. I call you guys like the brain trust or something, the brain pool. He's, he's, he surrounds himself with, with awesome people. And I've been lucky enough to kind of get attached and, and surround myself with successful people as well. And, uh, he's got a little group that I am hoping to get on, but I haven't asked all of them. I think only just Jesse, but I just assume, I just feel it that (laughs) I think that they would like it. So we'll get them on. We'll do another episode with that. So thank you for listening. This is the wake up from work podcast. You can check out the show notes on the things that we were talking about at wakeupfromwork.com to see some links and a brief write-up of what we covered. Please keep up with us on social media at Dave Wake Up on Instagram or facebook.com slash wakingupfromwork or of course wakingupfromwork.com. Email me what you're working on, the decisions you made, the routines that you have, what you want to be held accountable. Hold me accountable. Dear God, please. Uh, wake up from work podcast at gmail.com or text or call me at 978-925-7402. Let me know about your wake up and your story. And 
or if you have anyone else that you want me to specifically interview or is a good fit for what we're talking about here, let's connect, let's support each other and make a community we can all win. Let's get ready to hustle.